Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at one 800 364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com Ike Eisenhower State Farm Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998 Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at ikeisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Here with Mr. Jason this week. Mr. Jason Hunt at the Home Plate Cafe, but I don't think you're at the Home Plate Cafe today. No, they, they let me off once in a while, so I'm actually What's at my it? house. So this would be what we call a Monday, and it doesn't look like you're off. It looks like you're working with me for a minute. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. <laughs> Jason is the general manager at the Home Plate Cafe run by a new couple. What What's the new couple's name? It is Martin and Tanya Porterfield. They're uh, new to Home Plate, but not new to the village. Right. now, And they also had a place uh, in, in Hot Springs that was a bakery at one time, right? Yeah, they uh, they were the second owners of Mueller's Bakery, so they bought it from the Mueller's. I see. I see. So kind of bakery in the blood kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to be showing some photos here in just a minute of the new bakery. When did the bakery open? January 2nd. So we've, it's been a month. Wow. Wow. Does it seem like that? Was that a, was that a, <laughs> an ordeal? Uh, it seems like it's been a week or less because it, it's just been a whirlwind. <laughs> we interviewed Clara Nicolosi the other day at the very end of January. And she said, welcome to the 48th day of January. <laughs> Sounds about right. It, it seemed like it was a long month with all the weather and all that, but tell us what, what, what exactly would you, what's your specialty at the bakery? What would you say? Uh, well, I would say uh, it's European style baked goods. Really? So um, we have a lot of like strudel. We have um, French pastries. We have um, some Italian pastry. Um, then, of course, we have some artisan breads as well that we, we do. So um, we do pretty much, as Marty would put it, everything but donuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
the only so the other day when we mentioned this and i said i'd like some cream filled you were like uh, uh, there may not be <laughs> well we can get you an eclair but not a, not a donut <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny you should say that because when Jim and Andrea owned it, I mean, what has that been two years ago? Yeah, two years. About two years ago. When Jim and Andrea owned it, they always had an international flair, which I thought was pretty cool, which is something y'all have retained, right? I mean, Absolutely. every night's a different kind of whatever. And uh, Diane and I were just able to travel internationally a couple of years ago. We had never been. We went to Spain, and everybody had heard us about all the tapas in, in Spain and how the little shareable plates. And we went to a little curbside restaurant. It was unbelievable. It was exactly what you think of as in a movie and whatever. And we ordered the tapas samplers, and they bought us mustard sardines head-on, completely ready. You know, they bought us uh, 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 what was it? They brought us cockerel cockles, which somebody said, "What was that like?" And I said, "Imagine." If you lost a fingernail, but it had a snail inside of it, that would be a cockerel. And then, you know, all these things that we Southern folk wouldn't want to eat at all. And so when you talk about European pastries, my, that's what we existed on. <laughs> that's what we lived on for a while there in South Spain. So we figured out, you know, some things to eat. But all that said, Nutella seems to be an international favorite, doesn't it? It does. It does. Uh, Any, anything Nutella laden there at the at the rest at the uh, bakery? Well, we do uh, occasionally stuff our um, cream puffs or eclairs with Nutella, uh, mm -hmm. depending on the flavor of the the day. And when we do our French night menu at the restaurant, we do a uh, Nutella mousse. Nutella mousse. It is delicious. <laughs> okay, you got me. You got me. You got me. So let, now, there's a reason why I have this stupid bright colored jacket on. We'll get to that in just a minute. What would you say, what's your, your biggest zenith point you want to make about the bakery? I mean, we're looking at these great photo shots you have here. What do you think? What's your favorite? What's the best one? Oh, that's like asking to pick a favorite kid. But uh, <laughs> um, usually that's easier. So uh, some of the stuff that I make, like our baklava, that is oh. one of my favorites. And we, we put a little Arkansas flair on it. We do uh, local honey, and we do uh, Arkansas pecans. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now you've really peaked. That sounds fun. My wife was, will watch this, and we will have to come visit you right away. <laughs> <It> <laughs> sounds fantastic. So I, I'm seeing, in my mind, I'm, I'm always the how it works kind of guy. So, I mean... You guys are busy. I mean, there's very few times you're not busy. And 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 congrats. It's a, it's a it's an institution in and outside the village. How did you just say, okay, and by the way, we're going to start a bakery here. So you people that are cooking this move out of the way and we're going to start cooking this. How do you do that? Well, um I guess I'll have to tell the story um that Marty tells. So um um he's been a he and Tanya have been customers for 20 years and um They've always loved home plate, um, loved Jim and Andrea. And so when the time came, Jim was looking to sell. So Marty and Tanya were interested. And at the time, I don't know if you had been in around this time, Jim and Andrea were going to put a bar into home plate. Mm -hmm. uh, they had the space. They even had the bar. And then mm -hmm. it just stopped. And that was because they were uh, talking about selling. And so in conversation with Marty and Tanya, Marty didn't want to run a bar and Tanya didn't want to run a bar. Um, they just, it's a different clientele. Didn't. It's a different feel. I get it. And um, 
So what they said was, we have all this bakery experience. We would really love to do a, a commercial bakery um, and retail. So construction stopped on the bar and they ripped out the bar. And pretty soon we were, uh, after the sale went through, they started the uh, bakery process. And, and it's all cooked there in-house with everything else, the same equipment and everything, right? Absolutely. I mean, of course, anyone who is a longtime customer will know it took an act of Congress to get all this equipment because it was right around COVID and, um, you know, all these supplier shortages. So I think our uh, bread oven, which is, you know, wall sized, it does like a um, 100 loaves of bread at a time. Uh, it was stuck in a crate, I think, in China for months and months and months. <laughs> so oh uh, it, we finally got all the the ovens, the uh, mixers, the tables, everything finally came in. And then, of course, we had to deal with contractors and getting everything hooked up. And uh, the process went from being three or four months or six months to a two-year process, basically. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I remember bef before even that, Andrea was going to make it like a boutique shop or something like that little space added on to the side. Yeah, that, but, you know, they did that. I had, yeah, I had Jim and Andrea on uh, another show I had called Village uh, Venues, where we would talk about things that were coming out in the village, you know, that had venues, you know, the mm -hmm. dance and restaurants and whatever. And I asked them how many times they had added on. And I think it was six. I think. Yes. Wasn't it a? It wasn't a KFC. That was El Partin. Partin. It was a dairy bar. It was a dairy bar. That's the that's the biggest, most fancy dairy bar I've ever seen in my life. And how? What, what are your hours? What do you What do y'all do these days? Uh, we're seven days a week, um, seven a.m. to eight p.m. Monday through Saturday and Sunday. We get a little break. It's eight a.m. to two p.m. 8 a.m. to two p.m. So if you want to eat at the home plate, you better be there by noon or just right after, right? Yes, that's that's when the church crowd pulls in. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! So, uh, so you get a day off, and this happens to be it. Once again, this doesn't look like a day off to me, but you know <laughs> that that's kind of like running a restaurant, right? It's a lot like running a dairy. Everything has to be milked every day, right? Absolutely. <laughs> no. So I've got this silly jacket on for a reason. What are we doing every Tuesday these days? Well, we are doing a New Orleans Mardi Gras. Now, does the jacket make sense? Does it yes. a little more? There we go. A little more shine in the shimmer there. <laughs> no, actually, uh, and, and I, I didn't even mention this to you, Jason. I'm sorry I meant to tell you. We're going to do a special episode. This will drop on Sunday, this coming Sunday, which would be what the, what is that, the 7th, 8th? Ninth? It'll be it'll be Super Bowl Sunday. Duh. Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. Yeah. And because we want to promote the fact that Tuesday, every Tuesday, not just this Tuesday, which will be Fat Tuesday. Is that right? Uh, We've got... Two more before Fat Tuesday. Okay, so we've got two more. But so the point it's is, every Tuesday you'll be celebrating Fat Tuesday, but the real Fat Tuesday will be the is it the last one of the month? I think. Uh, it's the I think it's the second or third one of the month. It falls okay, around Valentine's third. Day this year. Oh, 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 oh I got you. Well, that, but that's. Okay, so that's this next. Yeah, yeah, that's a week. For, yeah, okay, okay, okay. A week from today would be the day after the Sunday Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, and then it's Valentine's Day is that week. So it's going to yeah. be right. Anyway, all that said, every Tuesday in February, what are we going to do? Well, uh, we're going to do some great starters to begin with. Uh, we got a Bourbon Street shrimp, which is our hand breaded jumbo shrimp. And then we toss it in a, a house made bourbon 
barbecue sauce. Offline there, we were talking about the changes that have happened at the home plate in that, you know, there's there's a little bit different demographic. I know the prices are just a little different, but there's a whole lot difference in the food. But t- tell me what your experiences have been. I mean, when you became manager, what 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 was different or better? Well, I, uh, of course, went from working in the kitchen and serving and doing just about everything to being made general manager uh, after several years. I worked with the former owners and I worked with current owners. So I've got a pretty good perspective on the changes. And um, I know when Marty and Tanya came in, they wanted very much to not make all these drastic menu changes because don't mess with what works. However, um, we wanted as a group, even the employees to, um, you know, sort of up the quality of the ingredients. So we started buying, um, you know, fresh as opposed to frozen, um, making things from scratch, hand breading, like our onion rings, our uh, shrimp, things like that. And I mean, the quality is just night and day, but, uh, Sometimes when you change things, good or bad, you get some pushback. And one interesting and funny thing is that uh, for years and years, our chicken fried steak, which is one of our top sellers. Oh, yeah. 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 uh, yeah, I mean, it is delicious, but it has been a frozen hamburger patty that is hand breaded and fried. And one of the first things I wanted to do was to make that a steak tenderized steak patty and our you know piece of steak and sort of upgrade it <clears throat> so we did we uh bought three different uh you know we did a cube steak and we uh tenderized our own steak and different things and we picked the the best option that we thought for taste texture and presentation we rolled that out probably within a month of marty and tanya owning the restaurant and you would have thought we uh, killed someone with the really yes i'm telling you there was a revolt of customers <laughs> and i don't know what it is but we were forced to go back to the frozen patty that we had bread. are you serious yes and I, I don't understand it completely but it is what it is we brought it back they love it i mean it i've eaten it myself it is delicious but we do get flack from people that come in and say, I can't believe you're breading a hamburger patty and calling it chicken fried steak. Well, I'm right there with you. But <laughs> when when people are acting like we did something awful by using exactly. steak, what can you do? <laughs> what, like like we defaced the Mother Mary or something, right? Like we, yeah, like we did some exactly. kind of uh, sacrosanct thing. I think a lot of times... Uh, you know, change, boy, change is just a, to to the demographic. And, and we're talking about change here. I mean, that's part of the deal. And, and I want to go back to the Mardi Gras special. These are great. Uh, mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, is that sometimes it doesn't matter if the change is better or worse. It's just change. And people didn't want change. Right. Right. You're right. Yeah. Right. So so how many years I meant to ask, how many years have you worked at the home plate? One way or the uh, other. Five years now. Five years. So when when uh, when uh, Jim and Andrea sold, you went from being just like assistant manager to manager, or what, what was that? Uh, well, so there was not a general manager position, um, but I was under Jim and Andrea as kitchen manager. Um, they had made me kitchen manager two or three months prior to selling, and so when 
they texted the, all the employees and let us know that they were selling, uh, I was like, oh, no, what, what's going to happen? And they said, no, particularly you, don't worry. We want to come and meet with Marty and Tanya. So I did come in, and um, Marty and Tanya's feeling was that with the bakery and the restaurant and you know front of house, back of house, all these different uh, balls in the air, they needed someone who was over all of that you know, under, under them, but over all of that. So, uh, they offered me a general manager position and I, I took it and ran with it. Congratulations. And I, I've been wanting to ask about this too. Uh, one of the other things that was, it didn't matter, matter to the food, but I noticed there were a lot of digital changes. You know, we've got at oh. service ordery at service, uh, credit cards. Was that a, was that a big deal? Yeah. Um, I am all about technology and, as far as it can help you. Um, yeah. So the POS, our point of sale system that we used at the time was a micro system and it was ancient. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, ancient. 90s. It was not, yeah. I used to sell them. I know that's in the, that was a nineties model or early 2000, uh, late nineties. It was a pain even getting customer service on it. I mean, it was a process. So uh, also it was just so cumbersome whether you were changing prices or getting reports or what have you. So we immediately looked at different um, point of sale options and we found a cloud-based option. It's called Toast. Um, it just did everything we needed. Uh, it, uh, I can, you know, at an instant from my phone or home, see what's happening at the restaurant, what we're selling. What you, I can refund customers from home. You know, I can do, do it all. So that system really helped. I have been in IT tech for over 31 years. And I remember thinking early on, I, one of my very first engagements here at the village was that I actually hook, uh, had a presentation at the DeSoto Center. And we ran a phone line out the back wall, down through the kitchen, back in the back, and plugged in a dial-up RJ11 so we could <laughs> dial up Little Rock and get the internet from Aristotle that was only 50 cents an hour. Oh, my God, what a deal. <laughs> And we were showing people how to, in 1998, I'm not exaggerating, we showed them how to invest online. And it was unbelievable. But I remember at that time, technology for technology's sake is is stupid. Technology for the improvements that it can bring to your life is just great. But I remember thinking, you can work from anywhere. That's great. What I missed, Jason, was you can work from anywhere all the time, 24 hours a day, 365 (laughs) days a week, at the beach, at the lake, at the ocean, on a boat. Now you are singing my song. (laughs) I can do a refund from home, but why would I want to? (laughs) Well, I I mean, I'm obviously dedicated to the restaurant, and uh, we we got an got a new phone system recently and mm-hmm. you know it's sort of an auto attendant where you can push a button that sort of thing well <laughs> i want it to be available so when you push a button to get the general manager it rings my cell phone doesn't matter night or day what what's going on they can get a hold of me <laughs> you know i like you jason but what were you thinking <laughs> Speaking of that, and you know I'm joking, you know I'm joking, Tuesday nights, beginning at 4 p.m., that's this coming Tuesday night and all the Tuesday nights of February, we're going to be doing that Mardi Gras. That's how it's spelled, right? right? Mardi Gras? No? That's right. Mardi Gras. 
Well, let me give you an idea. By the way, Diane and I took a cruise last month, and we were we came back to NOLA on the cruise, and we got off the ship, looked at the map, and it was sleeting snow in Texarkana. wasn't doing anything in the village yet. Now, it was 12 degrees, but it wasn't sleeting snow. So we decided to stay a little while in NOLA, and we just started doing some research. Did you know that Bourbon Street in New Orleans was named Bourbon Street before the word bourbon ever existed for a liquor? Did you know that? I did not know that. Bourbon, Bourbon in French, the Bourbon Street was like the red wooden road or the red paved road. They uh-huh. named it Bourbon Bourbon Street, Bourbon, before we even knew that bourbon existed. They it is discussed. One of the options was is that we actually named the liquor bourbon after Bourbon Street. Wow. Anyway, I've been there many anyway. times and didn't know that. I know. Well, anyway, I don't mean to be the, you know, the Sheldon of the group, but I'm just saying (laughs) that's where we got here. Bourbon Street Shrimp. Tell me more about this. This sounds delicious. Uh, Well, it is our what we now are calling our housemate barbecue sauce, which has got bourbon. It's got uh, honey. It's got, um, you know, all your uh, usual suspects in barbecue sauce and uh, Mm -hmm. some spices. But uh, we cook that up and. Uh, coat the hand breaded shrimp in them when they come as soon as they come out of the fryer. Woo, they are good. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So so this is every Tuesday night. The appetizers are fourteen dollars for the how many shrimp is that? Is like like five, six, uh, four or five? It's five, six, five or six, depending on, you know, sometimes you get a small one in there. So you wanna And these are jumbo, right? Yeah, they are. Okay, crawfish tails. So I know this is going to be, once again, I go back to our story. We, you know, we had a cold snap in, in New Orleans when we were there, right? Mm-hmm. They said, oh, this this could delay crawfish harvest seasoning. I'm like, there's a crawfish harvest season? What? Oh, yeah. Who, who knew, right? Yeah, we are uh, experiencing some crawfish shortage right now. Uh, really? Of course, the tails, they do come frozen, and you yeah. know, they have those. But, uh, yeah, what? We are looking at doing a crawfish boil as you know part of all this, and right now we can't get the whole crawfish. Really, yeah. really. This is every Tuesday night, beginning at four at the Home Plate Cafe. Reminding us again, uh, the entrees. Tell me about the crack and craw, craw mac, craw and, mac shrimp. and shrimp. <laughs> so uh, it's our really delicious uh, white cheese uh, house made pasta or mac and cheese, and. We toss some crawfish in there, and then we uh, saute up some blackened shrimp and some andouille sausage. We sprinkle that and some breadcrumbs on top and fire it in the oven, and it is good. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. So the, the the best, and it's even gone down some, so I'm eager to taste this. Diane and I love to go into Beale Street in Memphis, and we go to King's Palace, which is run by B.B. Uh, King's family, and they had some of the best crawfish etouffee I've ever had. It's kind of gone down in the last couple of years. I'm eager to try this. What, how do y'all do it? Well, of course, we, you know, we do our own roux. We do our, you know, our crawfish tails, um, uh, plenty of, you know, Cajun seasoning in there. And Laura, she's our uh, kitchen manager and chef. She just does a really bang up job. Uh, we we actually did a recipe tasting last week with all of these products, and the staff were just thrilled. They they loved everything. So she's really hit yeah. it out of the park with this. Well, you know, Di- Diane and I are big watchers of Restaurant Impossible with Robert Irvine, and one of the things he always says is, "Get the special, 
get the special. Get the special. And I always wondered, I thought, well, what do you mean get the special? Well, you know, we in our minds, an IT guy, I look at food like software, but just pull one off the shelf. No, you had to make that today, right? That's <laughs> right. the deal about the special. It's fresh every day, right? Oh, and jambalaya, man. Okay, whoa, Adelui, hush. Okay, Adelui, how do you say that? Andui. Andui, hush puppies. Yeah, if you it's love hush awesome. puppies, we add brain onion, um, cheddar jack cheese, and sautéed andouille sausage to it. Then we fry the hush puppies, so it is pretty pretty tasty. And jambalaya creole, oh, man, we had some jambalaya in New Orleans that was to die for with chicken and sausage. This sounds delicious. Let me go back to this real quick. You know, I mentioned when we were in Spain that we had uh, tapas, you know, that you would mm-hmm. share. It would be, I mean, get a couple of appetizers, a couple of entrees and share with uh, your mate or your family, I guess. This just sounds Absolutely. wonderful. Just see what you like, right? Absolutely. And, of course, you could not have New Orleans without gumbo. Without filet gumbo. I can at least say filet. So what exactly is that? I don't know. Okay. Well, um, it's a, it's a soup or a stew, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But, um, you make a roux, of course. Uh, we do not, not a completely dark roux. We do a caramel covered, uh, colored roux, which is anyone who's a New Orleans cook would, uh, know what I'm talking about there. Uh, it's got okra. It's got, uh, you know, the Trinity, uh, of, bell pepper and onion and um, all that good stuff. And then, of course, chicken and shrimp. And uh, we uh, put that little white rice on the side, and it's pretty tasty. Words of Jerry Clower. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) sounds fantastic. Bread pudding and bananas foster. Scroll down a little more. Let's see the details here. Tell me about the bread. I'm a bread pudding fad now. I don't know if you remember, but... uh, Oh boy, this has been twenty years, I guess, because because uh, 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 Rolando's has been down there forever. There was the the faded rose had a Little Rock location and a Hot Springs yes. location where yes. Rolando's is now, and they had some of the breast bread pudding, um, chocolate chip bread pudding topped with special vanilla whiskey sauce. Ah, so mm-hmm. now that is not unique to this menu. With this is our house bread pudding, and okay. Uh, it is one of our top sellers for desserts because that's so. it's made with our fresh made croissants, first of all, uh, oh. some Belgian chocolate chips, and of course, lots of butter, <laughs> lots of, you know, eggs, cream, sugar. Of course. Of course. And, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. And then our uh, whiskey sauce, um, it's pretty special. It's, uh, uh, it's a vanilla whiskey and then we add a little uh, fresh vanilla to that, and you got that hot bread pudding. You pour the sauce on top; it soaks it up, and uh, yeah, it's it's something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and this is every Tuesday. You obviously I could get this dessert any Tuesday, any any day of the week. But uh, and then bananas foster, which also sounds fantastic. Tell me more. Well, that is a, that is a New Orleans you know staple, bananas foster. Um, we don't do it table side, unfortunately, but uh, we do pretty much have the same recipe. It's your, um, you know, your butter, your brown sugar, your cinnamon, your rum, um, uh, and we do flambe the the um, rum with the um, bananas and everything. And then you can choose to have that over vanilla ice cream, which is how it's traditionally served in New Orleans, or um, 
we've got some great cheesecake and it makes a great topping for cheesecake. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'll tell you what, we need to wrap it up. I, I know time the clock has caught us here, but I want to make note. Uh, that's just the Tuesday night menu. What, what Give us the, the quick rundown. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what, what do we do on each okay. night? So Mondays is always our steak night. We have our mm-hmm. uh, wood-fired steak grill. We do all your you know favorite cuts of steak. And so each week you, you have a special every night. So, so what's the Monday night special? Uh, so Monday we do steak night, all your favorite cuts of steak cooked on our wood fired grill. You get free cobbler and ice cream every Monday night. And we Ooh. have, and we have two ninety nine house wine every night on Monday, on Monday. Wow. Yep. Then Tuesday, of course, we rotate every month. Um, so right now it's Mardi Gras. On do you know Wednesday, what March is going to be? I mean, uh, yes, March will be Italian. Oh, wow. Cool. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. And then Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday is our Southern Comfort Night. Uh, so we've got fried chicken. We've got pot roast, chicken and dumplings, and fried chicken livers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All the things popular. my doctor doesn't want me to have, but sounds so good. I'm big on the comfort. Thursday, <laughs> what are we doing? Thursday night, that is our handcrafted barbecue night. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we've got our smokehouse out back with the smokers. Uh, so we're doing pulled pork. We're doing barbecue brisket. Uh, we're doing smoked half chickens. And uh, we're doing, of course, barbecue ribs. I'll tell you what, well, that's one of those things that uh, I think usually when I drive by on Thursdays, I'm like, what is that smell? <laughs> yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Then Friday night, which I know Friday's a bigger night. I know we'll come back to this in just a minute. I want to talk about the crowd changes a little, as we alluded to. But Friday night, what just, the, just is there any specials Friday night or Friday and Saturday night? We do our, I want to say world famous, but our very popular prime rib. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and uh, we do a bacon wrapped shrimp. Ah, and that is delicious. I've had that. You know, t- Tom Nichols at the radio station is a huge fan of the uh, prime rib. And yes. uh, the open face roast beef. Oh man! So, so Sunday, basically, you're just open for the the after lunch crowd or the whatever the breakfast and well, after lunch. Breakfast, yeah, breakfast and lunch. Uh, yeah. So Sundays we do turkey and dressing. We do our apricot pork loin, and we do our um, slow roasted beef brisket. Okay, I, I've I've been here for about twenty years. I know the area relatively well, and I'm still amazed at the variety because that's a lot of work, Jason. That's it a, is a lot, lot of work. Well, we uh, we employ about sixty people, so you know we got a lot are of you, a lot of workers in there. Are you serious? So sixty people. I'm thinking if, if I was running it, and I, I guess I'm generally lazy, but on Sundays you'd get leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> You you have a lot of prime rib or whatever we had left over. Then anyway, yeah, I get it. I get it. So let's talk just for a second. One last minute here. We talked and and it's it's been discussed. Those of us and I know you've been here a while too, but those of us that have been here a while, we we discuss how the demographic is changing. And with the, a lot of your clients five years ago when you started, I assume were like the greatest generation. They were that generation, and unfortunately, some of those have passed. But we're getting more boomers, and I guess I guess they're expecting more, and they kind of eat out more. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, you you've got a lot of uh, burgeoning foodies, I guess I would say. So we get so, a lot of that. 
get a lot of that. And uh, I would say we get a lot more families too. Really? Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not unusual for, you know, a 12 to 15 top, or as we say, or 12 to 15 people to roll in kids, mothers, grandparents, the whole family. What, like on holiday or people visiting from out of town and whatever? Uh, there is that, but sometimes just, I think people make dining out an occasion, um, Mm. sometimes then, and we are fortunate enough that they choose to make that occasion with us. We had a a guest with us, uh, one of my longtime friends, Jerry Wilson, who was the uh, Dale Carnegie sponsor in Little Rock for years and decades. And he was actually a professional consultant to billionaires. And I mean, just a a awesome, awesome guy. And he has a friend that ran uh, some very famous restaurants in Little Rock. And one of his comments was, we don't want you to have every meal with us, but we want you to be one of the three to four places that you go on a regular basis. Would that be fair, what you want, Jason? That is absolutely right. You know, we do have people that eat there every day, but not everyone can or wants to do that. Although with our nine-page menu, you can generally find something different every day. (laughs) And, you know, well, more and more, I'm seeing a lot of people that, you know, when they come to book at our units or they're asking me just in general on social media, where's a vegan place to go eat? You guys are as good as any. We don't have a lot of just plain vegan places, but right. y'all, I mean, you've got a lot of great vegan options on the menu. I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, what you, you do find some, um, I guess you have to sort of keep up with the times we, we have to, uh, cater to gluten-free and, uh, and to vegetarian, vegan, all of those sort of things. It's not necessarily reflected on the menu, but, um, I've told everyone, if you need something done a special way, we are always willing to to make that happen for you. No, we, we need to make that note. And I'll tell you what, you're always willing to make that happen. And all we have to do is dial the main number and ask for the general manager, and we can talk to you about this, right? <laughs> you absolutely can. They call every day. <laughs> Jason, you are too gracious, my friend. Jason Hunt from the Home Plate. We will see you again, buddy. Thanks for your time. All right. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason. All right. Bye. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.